Welcome to the Red Rain Podcast. Here is your host from SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds, Walter Mitchell. Thank you, Kyle Ledbetter, a.k.a. Little Rock from Slam Diego. Here, uh, some heavy red rain fell on the Cardinals into a red, red sea yesterday, all over you and me. Um, wow, what a stunning 38-13 to win the Cardinals had in the Eastern time zone over the Tennessee Titans uh, in front of 67,000 fans who were largely silenced throughout most of the game. Uh, I want to get right to it, um, talk about uh, the all three phases of the game. The Cardinals showed up big time, starting with the defense, where from play one and the focus being on containing uh, arguably the best running back in football in Derrick Henry, the Cardinals, and J.J. Watt, newly acquired, made his presence felt by tackling Henry for a two-yard loss on the very first play from scrimmage. Um, and it's not only that they got to Henry before he could get started so often in the game. I mean, he was at 58 yards and 17 carries for a pedestrian 3.4 average and a long of 19, um, which means you take the 19 out. Most of his uh, carries were under two yards per carry, um, which is awesome. But it's the way in which the Cardinals swarmed him, and it's the way in which the Cardinals tackled him. Obviously, Buda Baker probably put on a clinic and practice with J.J. Watt, um, explaining how you've got to take Henry down at the ankles. And if you notice J.J. Watt's first tackle, it was at the ankles. Um, they, they knew how to come after him. Uh, I remember a fill-in tackle that Isaiah Simmons had on him when um, when when Henry tried to do a cutback through a hole, and Simmons charged him and then took him out at the ankles. And it was just very very impressive fundamentally to see um, how the Cardinals went about their business. It wasn't just doing it; it was how they did it. Uh, very spirited up front. Probably the most solid up the middle defensively the Cardinals have been in quite some time, and this was a this was one of the main goals for Steve Kime in the off season. He wanted to get this team more physical up front in particular, and then he wanted to redefine the veteran leadership on the team. And I think that was also clearly in evidence yesterday with the presence of J.J. Watt with Rodney Hudson over center and other key additions that they made to try to bolster the, their leadership. So, um, and the belief that this team carried into the game, uh, Robert Alford, the cornerback said that uh, Vance Joseph's plan all, you know, all preseason, they've been talking about this plan for the Titans was going, was outstanding. And he was absolutely, and Alford was absolutely correct. Um, but keeping with the front front seven, the front line just played such solid, good football. What was awesome for me, and I know I've been stressing this um, so often the last few years to the point that you're probably sick of me saying it, but the Cardinals contained. Look at how what happened when they did contain. On the edges, I mean, you got Chandler Jones, first of all, tripping up 
Henry at the ankles for another loss on his edge. Then you had every time Tannehill turned on a bootleg, he had a Jones or Golden in his face, um, and the, which led to the early turnover, which, oh, my God, the, just the specialness of, of uh, Jones's sack and then Corey Peters scooping it up and scoring what, a, what appeared at first to be a touchdown. And, um, the symbolism of that, of Corey Peters coming back from his injury and looking like himself um, so often in the afternoon. He was a physical presence in the middle and did an excellent job, as was, was Michael Dogby, who we've talked about this offseason. Um, really, and, and Zach Allen, who we've talked about this offseason, who worked, and, and Richard Lawrence, who worked out together and, and, and had, a, had a plan um, to get stronger and, and more stout and more aggressive at the, at the point of attack. Dogby even had this, the sixth sack. I mean, Chandler Jones was outstanding in this game. He's, he, he, his helicopter was on the highest speed possible. He's those helicopter rotor arms. So he has it, you know, um, getting back, getting past Luan, who's a dang good tackle with little rusty coming back from uh, an ACL um, tried all he could, but uh, Chandler was just uh, on fire and, and uh, boy, um, it was great to see the Chandler Jones of old, uh, we're not sure who was playing in his uniform last year, which caused the Cardinals hesitate about re-signing. The Cardinals should stay the course, let it play out this year, keep Chandler Jones, you know, um, on top of his game. Um, and with that chip on his shoulder, is, you know, f for this entire year, they have the franchise tag to be able to use. Um, but I think they wa want to sign him, and I think we know they want to sign him long term. They just want to make sure that Chandler Jones is the Chandler Jones, um, and then we can they can talk the kind of money that he's likely asking for. So, um, but that was so encouraging to see. Um, and then as at the linebacker spots, it's it's you know you saw uh, Jordan Hicks starting and playing in the middle of a sort of a hybrid defense with uh, with Isaiah Simmons being spotted around the defense, typically to the outside right now, and Hicks playing in tandem with Zayvon Collins. Um, Hicks looks a looked little quicker um, and a, a little more aggressive, although he overran uh, a few plays. Um Still have to worry about him being isolated in coverage, but in this game, um, the thought probably was he could ha hang with Derrick Henry um, on on matchup assignments, and it, it didn't didn't hurt. Henry had three catches for 19 yards, 6.3, um, which was not a major factor in the game. Um, Collins, Collins. It's just so physical and instinctive. He's a joy to watch. I think for his first action, he he got, he did it, showed up and played very well. Um, they were spotting him in and out of the lineup. I'm not sure why. Um, and I thought he deserved – I mean, he's a player I don't think you want to take off the field, um, particularly in passing downs too, but he was excellent. I mean, Isaiah Simmons – 
I mean, say what you will. I mean, look, look at what the the dynamic impact that he had on this game. He led the team in tackles with nine. He had seven solo tackles. He had two pass defenses. He had an interception um, all over the field. I mean, that interception was awesome. The way he he um, concentrated on it with 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 Buddha going up for it too. Um, the sheer aggressiveness of this defense was just as you know. Again, I've been kind of preaching this for a few years. If we just get eleven ballers playing together on the football field and getting after it, you know, look, think of what this defense could do. And yesterday was a perfect example. We had eleven players committed to doing their jobs and getting after it and balling, straight out balling, coming after one of the best offenses in the NFL in their own on their own home turf. Uh, their effort and their athleticism and their toughness and their, their charge at the ball, their swarming after the ball um, was so impressive. And this was a, something that, that many of you and I have been dreaming to, to watch is that a, a defense this committed and athletic and aggressive and physical is, is, is what we've been yearning for. And yesterday we got it in as a, delicious casserole you know everybody's worried about the cardinals cornerback situation but look at this i mean aj brown and julio jones only caught half of their targets seven out of 14 targets in the game okay with with there from byron murphy left and right and murphy looked outstanding in the game and almost had two picks um, one on a carom that went right into his arms that came in fast and hot, and another that he had he had a jump on and got one hand on instead of two, but but still he's around the ball a lot. I mean, and combined for what is it, seventy excuse me, sixty-eight yards combined. I mean, or excuse me, seventy-eight yards combined. I mean, that's not even fifty a man. Uh, their leading receiver was Chester Rogers with 62 yards. And we'll talk about the Cardinals receivers who had bigger days. But, man, if you told told us before the game, you're going to hold Derrick Henry to 58 yards. You're going to hold A.J. Brown to 49 yards, including the, his one sparkling TD of 19 yards on a play where Jalen Thompson, who was a factor in coverage, was just inches behind. I mean, he was he was right there. Stride for stride with Brown, just just inches behind him, and Brown made a great catch, and Tannehill made a fantastic tight window throw, and you, you can't do anything about that. Um, but still, that was the one big play of the game, and we'll talk. We'll get to that again in a minute because I'm sure at that point in the game, we were coming off Kyler's interception, we probably all were thinking, "Uh oh," you know, and particularly how it happened that early in the third quarter. And oh, oh my goodness! And now you're waking up these dormant fans who are now suddenly realizing it's a game. It's an 11 point game. It's now 24 to 13. Uh, AJ Brown finally is getting on track, etc. You would think that on Tannehill could get in a rhythm. You could think that, but it didn't happen. We'll, we'll explain more about that in a minute. But anyway, so you know, when you look at the Cardinals secondary. I mean, how about the deflection that, that Robert Alford made over the middle that caused the interception, the, the big high tip that went up, uh, that 
Isaiah Simmons high pointed and over uh, Buda Baker. Um, wow, what a play! Marco Wilson three tackles, all was in position to make plays all afternoon. Um, really, really, as a rookie, um, didn't look like he was playing like a rookie. Uh, that was very encouraging. And, uh, of course, Murphy, how he stood out. And then our safeties were solid. Thompson was playing a lot in man coverage, which is a great thing for us. I think if he gets just a, one step quicker, a little more, it, it, with a little more anticipation, you're going to see even bigger things from him. He played some deep safety, too, which was, which was good. And then, uh, of course, Buda Baker had a, um, a pass defense, five of the tackles solo. And really, I think no one is happier than Buda Baker to know that now he's got so much more help. I mean, he's not a man alone having to make so many saving tackles. Uh, he's, you know, the ball, the ball's not getting to his level as often as it didn't yesterday, and and he could play free and easy, which he did. And um, wow, what a, what a stellar performance by this defense. You have to tip your caps to them. They set the tone of this game. From the beginning, and as coaches, you always say that in the locker room. You say, "Set the tone. Get out there and set the tone. Um, make a statement. Let them know who you are from play one." And that's exactly and precisely what the Cardinals did. Heavy kudos to Vance Joseph and his staff. They had the team ready. Um, Alfred said every time they went by um, VJ's office the offseason, he had Titans tape rolling. Um, so, and it shows. This was an outstanding game plan. It was it was um, beautifully concerted and coordinated and executed. So, you know, hats off to um, Vance Joseph. On the other side of the ball, we saw, uh, wow, what an offensive array of talent we that was on display. In this game, starting, of course, with Kyler Murray, who um, <clears throat> who was at his best. Uh, and what I loved about it, and this is another thing I've been stressing, is move, you know, I've been saying, uh, move Murray around. Take advantage of his legs. Now, he does that naturally a few times a game, as we saw, and absolutely brilliantly on that one play where he, he flushed out to his right, then redirected running through traffic to his left and then out in the left flat comes to a jump stop and then does a Trey Young step back move to buy two or three more seconds or Patrick Mahomes type move too. And then throws that dart down the side, up the sideline to Rondale Moore. Um, and wow. I mean, what an answer in that, in that drive to um, our worries that, uh-oh, momentum could shift heavily over to um, the Titans now that they intercepted Murray when he had oodles of time um, to throw on the intercepted pass. I want to talk about some of those passes where, where Murray didn't get much help either. He didn't get much help on that pass. He didn't get much help from A.J. Green. We'll talk about that in a minute. But and one thing I've noticed from last year and the year before is that the Cardinal receivers do not react well and fast enough by coming back to the football after, you know, there's, there's a, a moment in your head, you know, there's a clock 
that has to go off and says, uh-oh, the ball's not out by now. Let me fight back to the football. And we're not seeing that well enough. We saw it from Hopkins, um, but we didn't see it from others. And that's something that, that the Cardinals can improve and should be able to improve once they they get their feet even more wet going into this season. But, um, but wow, I mean, Kyler, uh, I mean – there was the, the the announcers were saying like the Titan strategy was to get Kyler to roll to his left where they don't think he's as proficient. Well, that play I think um, took the romance out of that notion. Also, they might want to go back and watch a play that Kyler um, went scrambling to his left. Uh, it was called the Hail Murray. Um, Kyler can contort his body in such a way and square his shoulders and make every throw, whether he's going left or right. So, yeah, I mean, if given the choice, maybe left is, is a little better, but because, I mean, look at Kyler's scramble to his right on that key, you know, fourth down, uh, third down and goal, where it looked like the Cardinals might squander that great um, strip sack down to the one-inch line where the two tight ends maddeningly jumped off sides on first down. Um, and, and then the Cardinals uh, had two, um, you know, mediocre plays setting up that third and, and goal and, and Kyler build it, build it out with just a, a stunning textbook sprint out to his right. And then the great vision and then throwing an absolute dime to DeAndre Hopkins who not only made the great catch, but had the presence of mind to get his his tiptoes in at the back end of the end zone. I mean, that was textbook all the way around. A stunning, breathtaking play um, that, that, you know, was such – that was really got the momentum heading in the Cardinals' direction for what was a pretty dominant first half for the Cardinals. So, um, tons of credit for Murray. His ball handling – also, I just want to – give Murray some props for there was some subtle times that Murray shifted his feet to be able to create a passing lane, like on one of the touchdowns to Christian Kirk, um, who, while we're here, we might as well talk about those. I mean, talk about touch, talk about dropping a pass in a bucket on the, over the shoulder catch and, and Kirk. Oh my God. I mean, try without a helmet. Looking back up, try try making an over-the-shoulder catch. Have someone go out in the backyard and throw your lob some up and see what that's like um, and how the concentration it takes. I mean, Kirk was so natural on that play, and it's made, made it even harder when you have a helmet on. He was looking back, and, oh, my God, it was just smooth and natural right into the bucket. Boom. And what a perfect throw. And it's as if. You know, obviously, Kirk knew where to find it. I mean, this is something they practiced, that kind of touch and the touch on that pass. And then, of course, Kyler, I mean, he shifted his feet on the second touchdown to Kirk um, where he was getting heavy pressure from pressure from, from his right side. And he did a little, little sideward crow hop. If you watch the tape, see, those are the little subtle things that quarterbacks can do with their feet, a la Tom Brady that make the difference between a touchdown and an incompletion um, because that, that throw he threw to the corner of the end zone to, to Kirk and the great concentration catch that Kirk made over the defender on a, 
what you call a 50-50 ball um, was outstanding. And oh my goodness, um, what a joy! What you know, and then the whole megawatt formation with Foto and Watt in his tight ends to the left. What a brilliant call that was by Kingsbury with Murray and Murray, like he gave the smile to Hopkins last year when uh, they pulled the trick play um, on a on a um, quick. Had that little smile and just running super clean into towards the pylon for a TD. Oh, just and then the the gadget play they had to chase Edmonds out of a shotgun and you know with a fake reverse to Rondale Moore that went you know four or five yards. But still, there was a lot of imagination going on in the play calling and um and the Cardinals eliminated. After they settled down, after the first, you know, the maddening um, penalties, from that point on, um, everything got settled down. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury was more animated than usual. He was getting on players. He was getting on the refs. Um, it was exciting to see. But all this is able to happen, um, and including Chase Edmonds's uh, impressive performance on the ground, 12 carries, 63 yards, 5.3 average. Um, and James Conner, he had 53 yards. I think he could have had a heck of a lot more. We'll talk about his pad level in a minute. But um, all this doesn't happen without the Cardinals' excellent offensive line who gave Kyler Murray mo a lot of time, certainly more than enough time, on passing situations. I mean, the rushing attack was 136 yards for 4.1 on a game one. I'll take that every time. Um, you know, uh, the Cardinals obviously, I mean, notice the difference with, with Rodney Hudson up the middle, the middle runs were more wide open than normal. I thought Sean Coogler's run designs were really well conceived. Uh, you know, it looks like we're going to be able to run the ball more efficiently this year based on the talent and uh, of the offensive line and the creativity of the coaches. And it's particularly if, um, we get James Conner to um, embrace the role as a power back. Uh, you know, I I have to go back and watch. I, I never seen James Conner run so upright and so skittishly as I have in preseason in yesterday's game. I, I don't know what's gotten into his head. <clears throat> I mean, his pad level is way off. Um, you, know, you lose all your power when you stand straight up as a running back. And you become um, a greater target for every defender. And, uh, you know, you, pad level is so important, particularly for power running. I mean, Chase Edmonds is like a little diesel running through the defense. And he's, you know, he's a little smaller, but, but he's also got powerful legs. And he can absorb contact and bounce off like a pinball. In Connor's case, because he's so, so upright and, you know, he's a little he's shifty, to a degree, but he's not a burner. So, you know, and he's not J David Johnson. He doesn't have slalom jump cuts and, and breakaway speed. So, you know, I'm hoping that Connor, um, you know, gets a, a nice little lesson from James Saxon, the running back coach, about pad level. Because if he doesn't, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather see, you know, Benjamin, who's uh, who runs more compactly, and I think more aggressively and hits a hole. I mean, I saw that first carry of Connors. He had 
easily. I mean, Justin Pugh and um, Rodney Hudson had, had created a hole for him that was probably, was going to get at least three yards if he if he runs it. Instead, he bounces outside and um, gets tangled up. That's not right. Um, that's not something you want your power running back to do. So uh, they've got some work to do there with Connor. And I think they've got a good, you know, and Jonathan Ward, I'd like to see what he has. If Connor can't deliver on, on being more decisive and more aggressive. I mean, Connor to his credit, got the big third down play where he did exert his physical strength and got his pad level down. That's what we need from him on a consistent basis. I think that, You'll get much more out of him if he doesn't. I I imagine. I mean, I remember him back at Pittsburgh in college, dragging defenders with him and lowering his shoulder. Him to to that's how we need him to play, and hopefully he will. Um, but the offensive line. I mean, hopefully Kelvin Beecham, who got plunked in the ribs, is going to be fine. He was playing a good game. The edges were outstanding. Um, on the tackles, the tackles played great. Uh, you know, Murray um, took a couple sacks. One was actually when he, again, running out of bounds two, two yards from the sticks. I still don't understand why he just doesn't throw that away. I, it's just mind-boggling to me. Um, and the other was one where he, he got hemmed in the middle and um, just kind of took it, uh, you know, took a knee and um, – you know, played for another, you know, made it for another day, you know, played for another day. So that's okay. Two for nine yards in a game like that on the road against, you know, a, a playoff quality team um, is and a defensive guru as a head coach is pretty dang good. Um, so kudos to the offensive line. I mean, they helped pave the way for a 400 plus yard day on offense. Um, you know, we've got a legit and legit depth depth. I mean, Justin Murray came in for Beecham and played well. Um, Josh Jones got his first taste of right guard and I thought he played well. Um, I saw Kugler um send in Brian Winters for a series. So he got his feet wet, um, which was good. And he, he was he looked solid. So you know, got some depth there and um, you know, Justin Pugh. Played fine at left guard. He made one mistake, but, uh, you know, uh, he, he's such a savvy pro, and he and DJ have such good communication and chemistry on their side. It's underrated, in my opinion. Those those guys play in unison, and they do a, a really good job. I mean, the, the play that Pew was a little late on was an inside twist play, which was often hard to time up, and... Um, the communication was just a tad late, and his, his getting there was a tad late. But hey, listen, um, they'll iron that out in practice. You got two savvy pros in in Hudson and and uh, and Pew at those spots, so you know nothing to be discouraged about there at all. Uh, the main thing is they gave Kyler Murray all kinds of time to throw, and um, <clears throat> and also opened up enough in the running game to to have it be a factor, particularly late in the game when they were two and clock, which was also so impressive because they really took command of this game after that, the early interception in the third quarter um, bounced back. This is what I loved about Carson Palmer was 
whenever he'd make a, a gut-wrenching mistake, um, he'd get so pissed off. He'd come back out next time with, like, a, you know, sheer will to matriculate the ball down the field and get it in and answer back on a, on a mistake. And that's what Kyler and the offense did. And from there in, they did the defense um, got back to its swarming ways. And then, you know, they just closed out this game in style. They took advantage of the opportunities they had. They rode the momentum um, to a 25-point victory on the road against a quality team. Wow, it's just awesome. Now, here's the thing about the receivers. And A.J. Green, uh, who um, was largely disappointing in this game, um, not only from the penalty that Kyler on Kyler's run that called back a 12-yard run by Kyler, uh, the holding penalty, where he's he's a veteran, he should know better than that. It was a clear hold, um, and him, with his size and strength, he shouldn't be, have to, you know, hold at all against smaller defensive backs. Um, but I mean, on the first play when they threw it to him um, in the end zone in the red zone. I mean, that should be a TD if he comes back to the ball. I don't know why he let the defender, smaller defender, play his passing lane when he's standing right there on a 50-50 ball. And this is the Cardinals' one big issue for me is they don't fight back to the football the way that they should. It's in the air. You've got to come to it, step to it, the way Hopkins did on his little curl route. And then he was that bought him the extra time, extra second, just Coming back to the ball, bought Hopkins that extra second to do a spin move and then then speed the ball into the end zone. That was awesome. And that's the way you want to play, you know, and Demetrius Harris on the interception, same thing. I don't know why the, he let the d defender turn him around. And then when the ball was in the air, he didn't react to it. He didn't step back to it. I mean, what he should have done is broken off his route and come back to the football to begin with when, the like I said, the inner clock, has to tell you, oh, wow, um, you know, three seconds have gone by. If I fight my way back to the ball and create a passing lane, maybe I can help Kyler out. Um, that, those are things that that are correctable. Um, and then the, the pass to A.J. Green on the sideline, I mean, I just mind-boggling that a veteran um, of, of his and superstardom um, from years back, I mean, would not know where the sideline was and make a step backwards out of bounds on what should have been an easy catch. And um, that's something that, 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 you know, I mean, I would think 99 out of a hundred times, that's a play he should actually a hundred out of a hundred. He should make and have the awareness to make um, like Hopkins does so brilliantly. Uh, knowing exactly where his feet feet are. Um, so, you know, it's one game. I just, you know, it's curious to me that later in the game, they just went to Kirk at that spot and Kirk delivered. Um, I don't know if, if uh, how much longer the Cardinals will, you know, if, if Green plays like that, I don't, I don't think he's an asset. Um, and um, his body language was awful. Um, just looked kind of sulky. Um, and uh, body language matters. I don't care what anyone says. It matters. You got to bring juice. You got to bring energy. You got to bring excitement. And he was not bringing it yesterday. I, I'd rather see Isabella in that spot and blistering past people. And um, when when Kyler is synced up, 
Look what happens. He was synced up with Kirk. He was synced up with, with Hopkins yesterday. And I'll tell you what, you know, he'll be syncing up with other players. Um, and Rondale Moore, I've been saving him. Uh, wow, synced up with Rondale Moore. Four catches, 68 yards, 17.0, along a 29, four on five targets. Kirk, five for five, five catches on five targets. Hopkins, six for eight, six catches on eight targets. A.J. Green, two catches on six targets. Chase Edmonds, four catches on four targets. So, you know, I mean, Kyler's been with A.J., you know, not as long, but he hasn't been with Moore as long, and Moore is connecting with him. So um, you just got to sync Green up and get his head in the game, see what he can bring. Otherwise, we have other options. Kirk is, was really good out there yesterday, and Andy Isabella brings that elite speed to a defense that can threaten a defense and keep the safety honest. So well, there are options. We'll see what happens. The, the tight end play, none of them caught, a, caught a, um, a pass. Harris was targeted three times with zero. We don't have any sync there just yet, but we'll see what happens. Uh, um, we'll see what happens next week. We're going to need it. Um, I'm surprised Max Williams only got one target. So I think he's an underrated receiver. All right, so and getting to special teams, uh, special teams were, you know, Look at Tanner Vallejo getting a tip on a on a block punt. Wow. I mean, Vallejo, Vallejo is such a baller. And by the way, you know, in a way, goal line defense is a special team. And if you saw Gallejo play in the middle of that defense on the couple stops they made, he was he was classic Vallejo, get to the football and try to seal off the play. Um, you know, he's he's a player. I I don't know why they don't use him more, but um, and there's this special allegiance to Jordan Hicks, I guess. Um, but uh, I think Vallejo is an unsung talent. And he's got, I think, the better downhill get-to-the-football instincts than Hicks. Um, and he showed it repeatedly. Love to see him play more. So just that's just an FYI. But, um, you know, Matt Prater was... Every, every bit is advertised. Yes, he missed the one field goal, but that's the field goal, the one field goal you want to miss if you have to miss any. Um, not that you ever want to miss one, but, you know, there's a fourth quarter field goal missed or whatever that, you know, by then the game was 38 to 13. So, you know, okay, miss that one. We're not going to worry about it. But all in all, you know, he was – six for seven in kicks. Um, and most of them went right down the middle and he's got the big leg. And I really was impressed on his kickoffs. Um, in fact, the one that they, they, you know, deliberately uh, kick short, the Cardinal swarmed that play and, and held it to under the inside the 20 yard line. So, but then Prater was just rooting him out of the end zone or into back in the end zone on a consistent basis. Um, Andy Lee dropped a great punt inside the 10, missed one where he booted it into the end zone, but still, I mean, he's, he was, he had a good day, almost got blocked on one of those. So we got to clean that up. 
But hey, you know, all three phases showed up. All three phases contributed. It felt like every player on the roster virtually had a hand in this win. It was a great team win. Uh, I didn't want to single out any individual in the in feeling the 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 sweet um, um, after glory of such a great game. I mean, it felt like you know, every, all the players, all the coaches, everyone in the organization organization deserved this kind of um, you know prop is to just. Give them the kudos as what they were, a cohesive team on all three levels, well-prepared, aggressive, and eager, and highly motivated. And it was so exciting. So there we are at 1-0, um, coming off a wonderful road win. Up next are the Vikings at home. That's one some of us have circled on our calendars as a, as a game that's be awfully satisfying. Um Obviously, the Vikings are going to need another really good game plan. It's going to be the home opener. The Red Sea is going to be um, a roar um, and ready to go. And um, it's going to be, it should be pretty exciting. Um, players have to stay humble. They have to stay grounded. They have to stay on track, on schedule, as Cliff Kingsbury often says. And, um, and, and, you know, have a really good week and put it together and keep this momentum going. But for a first game on the road, Eastern Seaboard, wow. Um, good for our Cardinals. Hope you're as excited as I am. Until next time, thank you, Kyle Ledbetter, for your outstanding work. Thanks to all of you for making this podcast work. And uh, let the red rain fall down on you into the red, red sea. Red rain.